When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. The number one pick in the NHL draft, but the men can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. CLT make them need to run. That's Lars Taylor! trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you're yawning, grab your coffee, rise to shot with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's rule 76. Well, here's some great news. You've made it to a Tuesday, and you're not dead. DNR 98.7 ESPN, we welcome you. lot to do today. Super Bowl week. Knicks in action tonight. Islanders, big win last night. Rangers look dead. Come back, score a goal late, and then a goal in overtime. They win as well. So much to do. Amani Toomer. I think Jordan Renan might join us as well. Giants heavy defensive coordinator. We got all of it happening. Let's say good morning. To a man who you learned so much about before 6 o'clock in the morning and some dark things going on in his life, and that is Rick DiPietro. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. Nothing dark, buddy. There's that was a weird dark. story. That's not a weird story. It was a, it was a video. I was telling uh, you about a comedian. That's not a weird story. It was right. a, it's hilarious if you saw it. Raymond, Raymond, said, Raymond said that he goes, what is he talking about? Well, he hasn't seen it yet. Once he sees it, he'll understand it, and he'll laugh his butt off. Just trying to get everyone in the mood for the show. Nice little fun show. It's a it's a good day. Rangers win. For the show. Islanders win. BU wins in the bean pot. How about that? You got a new defensive coordinator. How about that? How about that? How about that? Yeah, how about, how about my, my my niece texting me last night? She goes to BU. So big, said, it was a big day yesterday. She said you got to I get they beat BC, I guess, right? Yeah, they did, yep. She said you gotta come next week for the for the, the bean pot finals. Um, I think yesterday was probably the game to Yesterday was probably the one to go to. I said, um, well, when is that? It's Monday. She says, it's Monday. I said, how am I, I going to come on Monday night? She goes, oh, I didn't realize you had to wait. What we should have done is, what we should have done is, we'd never do it because it it's too hard. But we should have done, we should have went to the game last night and done the show from Boston this morning. Uh, wow, yeah, that would have been something, huh? Because BUBC is what you want to see. BUBC, who's, who, who are they playing in the finals of this little bean pot? Uh, BU will play Northeastern now. Northeastern. Northeastern beat Harvard, yep. Mm-hmm. So, but but BU is but so BU BU just recently. I'm not going to stay here talk about college hockey, but BU just recently got they got swept by B uh, by BC in a two game series. B BC's ranked one in the country. BU's ranked three in the country. So they played last night. BU, BU got off to a uh, who? Uh, Macklin Celebrini. Anyone cares? Will be the first. I've overall heard pick. that name. Yeah, he'll be the first overall pick, most likely in this upcoming NHL draft. And he's BU. He's BU. Had a couple. Right. Both teams are loaded with future NHL guys. So it's, I mean, that's a one versus three in the country. It was, and, and there's real intense hatred, PUBC. I, I do have a, a little bit of bad news for you. This, this well, is not for anybody, but probably you. What? So my, my niece texted me, you got to come next week. I said, no, nah, I, I, don't, I don't see that really as a possibility. I said, you know, my co-host, BU starting goalie, legend up there, number one pick in the, over, in the NHL draft, Rick DiPietro. Response? Never heard of him. That didn't surprise me. Women was back in. Was I know, but I I, I felt the way about it. I was like, come on, never heard of him. Man is a legend. Well, maybe she should know her BU hockey history then. Maybe maybe we that? should give her a tutorial. No, I don't even want to talk to her now. Re- really, she's a nice I'm offended. Kid. I'm offended. Well, I don't think she's a hockey historian. I mean, you your you know your BU career is not is not all that recent. Uh not recent. It was very very quick. One year in and out. In one, and out. One year. I wish I could have stayed. Wish well, I could've you could have. 
No, I couldn't have. But I'm not gonna. No, let's not get into this. I couldn't have. It was too. I mean, you ranked the stop. I don't. You're gonna piss me off again to start this. No, show No, I'm not gonna piss you off. Well, you're trying. I'm not trying to do you're anything. Trying. I can see the smile on your face. You're trying to get me aggravated. No. Where Where are we, by the way, with the um, with the brunch tomorrow morning? I don't know. You guys are going right. It's ha- RJ. It's happening, right? The brunch is locked in. I think so. I mean, listen, there's some extenuating. It, it, it's you know, it's, it doesn't sound like anybody wants to celebrate Raymond. Well, no, we're it, it's it's happening, but uh, listen, there's there's extenuating circumstances where the whole group may not be together. We have to understand that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's tomorrow's the only day that works for Ray. So for doing it, it's tomorrow. Right, because it's this is for Ray. Yeah, Ray picked out a place, a block or two away, and we'll be there after the yeah, show. That's right. I'm excited to go, and maybe it'll just be me, RJ, and Ray. And if it, if that's what it is, you know what? I look forward to that. Whatever it is, however I can celebrate Raymond's 40th is how I want to celebrate Raymond's 40th. I mean, this is, be- you- this is because he's not getting Raymond a present. Yeah, you I s- got Raymond a present. And he just wants to go have a free breakfast. No. Is what you, you know, anybody can get someone a present. Anyone can just spend money, get a present. Some, some my time is worth more than a present. No, no, Raymond's time. I don't even think I'm not even convinced Raymond wants to go do this. You just said my time is worth more than a present. Right. Yeah. So you being present is the present. Right. His presence is a present. <laughs> right. Of, co- of course. Uh, but just, just so you know, too, this one day does not um, uh, nullify the other 364 of which you might be mean to Ray. You, you know what? I don't need any of this today. I want to go celebrate my friend. That's what I'd like to do. So if you guys don't want to go, then don't go. But I want to celebrate my friend. Because I like him very much. And that's it. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, you're going to spend hundreds of dollars and buy him. God knows what you're going to buy him. That's great. Friendship is more than buying people things. I understand that. And, and I'm, I love Raymond. He knows I love Raymond. Everyone loves Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond, yeah. So there was something he wanted, so I got it for him. Okay, that's fine. If, if you guys fine. keep this up, I'll return it immediately. If, who, who, Raymond, he actually hasn't said a word. All of you. I'm just laying back and, and everyone enjoying every second chat. of this. Everyone involved in that group chat. What What is your issue with the group chat now? No, I have nothing. I have no, <laughs> he's got I, issues I, with everything right now. He's, I hate he's everyone in, a, in the chat. He's, he's in a mood. I am in a mood today. I wasn't till now. Why? Because it's because you're trying to put me in a bad mood. I'm like not it. trying to put you in any kind of mood. I said, what are we doing for? Is Are we on for tomorrow? Well, why would that anything from yesterday great. have changed? Did anyone speak on the group chat about Tomorrow, except well, that John, John you know might what? not Forget be able to go. Let's, sports! Let's get right into the sports. Saquon. I'm worried. Shane Bowen. Pitchers and catchers. Let's dive right in. Oh, my God. What? Here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Let's dive right in. Dive right in. Giants have a new defensive coordinator. It's great. Yep. It is. You, you know what? Uh, spoke to a couple people yesterday. Uh, you know what I was told? But I don't love this. Uninspiring hire. Well, I mean, it's not your first choice. I mean, did you? I mean, did you know? I mean, if I if I told you before this whole process started that you were getting the Tennessee Titans defensive coordinator as, as your next guy, would you have been pumped up about it? No, I I will say this though. I, I mean, I look at the Titans defense and say it's, it's consistently a pretty good defense that they have there, right? Yeah, really good against the run. Really good in the red zone, right? Apparently, um, apparently not great against the pass. Good no. teacher, I was told. Yeah, I think there's some concern just because of how involved Mike Vrabel was with the defense. Right. And now he's going to be kind of on his own because Brian Dable's not a defensive guy. No. you, you got to figure Dable's going to have his hands more involved in, in the offense and Bowen's going to re- really run the defense. Yeah, I would imagine because, uh, again, I don't know how... The problem is I don't even know what the relationship between him and Kafka is. Did Kafka... I mean, Kafka after a bad season, was still getting interviews for head coaching jobs. Right, and the Giants wouldn't let him, you know, wouldn't let him even leave. Potentially, it was a Seattle that wanted to bring him into to be the OC? Yeah, which would make sense for him, right? I mean, just with some of the stuff in that, that story, I mean, how, yeah, like, he'd get the play calling taken away, and then all of a sudden he'd get it back. At least you go to Seattle now, and you have a defensive, like, Mike McDonald's a defensive-minded head coach. Now you kind of get, you know, your own free reign with the offense. Right. Well, Here why, it's like why? you're always going to have Brian Dable kind of over your shoulder. Right, and even if it goes great, there might be people around NFL circles that say, "Yeah, it's great, but you are working with an offensive-minded head coach. How much? How much of the credit goes to you?" 
Right, like Brian Dable's uh, more involved. We had that. I mean, there were how many times during this this season where like is Brian Dable the one calling the plays? Like, wait, how involved is Brian Dable now? All of a sudden. So I, I just wonder why, like, if, if there was friction between Dable and um and, and Kafka, why the Giants would block him from leaving if, in fact, he wanted to leave. Other than it, it looks bad for them that you move on from your DC, your OC, and your special teams coordinator. I think probably just too much change. So just okay. So, so not even that you're you're desperate to keep Kafka, just the fact that you don't want more change within the organization. Right. I don't think. I mean, it's probably whether or not my Kafka actually likes Brian Dable or likes working for Brian Dable. I don't think it was as adversarial as what was going on with Wink, kind of trying to start his own like his own separate little coaching staff that was against. Well, you know, this is this is our little staff. You guys do your own thing, and I mean, that's not a you can't run a building like that. That doesn't work. No. So, uh, again, th- this is a big season. We've talked about this a lot, and I don't think this gets in- enough of, uh, you know, like airtime. Like, if the Giants don't take a quarterback, and all signs right now, we don't know. We're still quite a ways away. All signs appear that they're not going to, right? Because how are you going to take a quarterback if you draft them six? And, I don't know, the whole dynamic seems a little odd. If they don't take that quarterback this season, how much actual pressure there's going to be on the Giants? Yeah, well, I mean, you've said it a couple different times. I mean, drafting the quarterback buys you time. I mean, you've actually said, like, there's a chance that Brian Dable, just, uh, again, I don't know how it happened this fast. I kind of told you that it would happen quickly. I didn't expect this quickly where he'd go from, you know, celebrated, beloved, won a road playoff game, coach of the year to <laughs> to last year. Um, things falling apart the way that they did. And I give him credit. They kind of steadied the ship. But And then the whole article comes out about the coaching staff. Now you're looking for, I mean, you got two different coordinators you're looking to replace. Yeah, there's a real chance that he, I mean, they have a bad season. Daniel Jones isn't very good, and Brian Dable doesn't get a chance to get his own, you his own quarterback that? in there. Could you? I mean, but there's a real chance of that because right now at six, we're assuming that quarterbacks are going to go one, two, three, right? Yes. So you pick six. If you don't move up, and I don't know how you realistically could if those teams have their hearts set on those quarterbacks, you're not going to, you're probably not going to get a quarterback, right? Like, like, unless I'm missing something, that kind of feels like that's, that's, that's the avenue that, that the Giants are going to go down. Right. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, if it's, it feels like if anyone's going to try to get up to one, it would be Washington now to go from two to one just to make sure they get Caleb Williams with the, right. uh, with the, with the Kingsbury hire. But, right. yeah, I, so, I don't know. So, it, it doesn't feel like at six you're going to have the ability unless all of a sudden, I mean, you're going to give up what it takes to or, or maybe get up. in some bizarre world if there's someone that they love that we just don't know, right? I know that Harbaugh was talking about wait till uh, wait till everyone sees where JJ McCarthy goes. Right, he said JJ McCarthy high. should be should be the number one pick. I think he said. Yeah, that feels high though. It does feel high. So listen, and I've said that could could they take you know receiver at six and move back into the first round and and take JJ McCarthy? I guess they could, but assuming that they're not going to take a quarterback that you're going to look at and say is is our future, and maybe they will, and then and then your assessment changes. If they don't do that though, there's going to be a lot of pressure on this team to. To be good, because you got to assume you're going to have a, a number one receiver. Now, granted, he'll be a rookie, but a, a number one receiver. Offensive line going to be better, right? Waller apparently is going to be back. Daniel Jones is going to be your quarterback yet again. It sounds like he's going to be healthy and right in, in time for training camp from everyone, everything that I'm hearing. So it's not going to be, well, let's slowly build. It's going to be, we had an awful season last year. We need to be a pretty good team this year. NFC's not very good. I think that's going to be the conversation. Well, you got to think about it, too. I mean, just the, the level of pressure, period. Not just Dable on Daniel Jones, too. I mean, Daniel Jones coming back. This is the year you can walk away from his contract if he doesn't play well. Dable has, I think, the biggest thing now all of a sudden is, is you're going to have Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, those coaches like that kind of hanging over your shoulder. If things don't go well, I mean, Bill Belichick started with the, with the Giants. Like, could that be, you know what I mean? Like, you have the greatest coach of all time just sitting out there not hired. So if he, I mean, if he fails this season, I mean, there probably, be, I would imagine, would be the temptation to have, you know, maybe hire Bill Belichick, or if you know people in your front office can handle the size of Mike Vrabel, <laughs> someone like Mike Vrabel. <laughs> it's very intimidating. I get it. He's a he's a big man. He's a big man. But if if I were Brian Dable, I would, and, and like this seems so obvious. If I take a job as head coach, and you never know if he's going to get another chance. I never get to to have my own quarterback. Like 
I'm told, work with Daniel Jones. I work with Daniel Jones. I lead this team to the playoffs. I lead this team to a playoff win. We run it back. We sign it. We really have no choice. Year two is a failure. Year three, I have him again, and it doesn't work out. And then, God forbid, I lose the job. How many coaches come in and never have a chance to actually have their own quarterback, have to work with the guy that they inherited who really hasn't been great? That's a very strange dynamic. Well, he's almost a victim of his own success. We talked about that, too. Right. I mean, it's, I mean he, they kind of brought him in. He's the sixth over. Daniel Jones is the sixth overall pick. And, you know, you had the owner come out and say, we've done him no favors. They go outside the building, bring in Shane, and they bring in Dable. And I'm sure part of the conversation was, hey, we used the sixth overall pick on this guy. Can we see if we make it work? Makes it work. Now, numbers weren't crazy, but you, I mean, kept him healthy. He played. I mean, he played. And on top of that, stopped turning the football over. And before you know it, you get to the end of the season, and you want a road playoff game. So what are you going to do? Now what do you do? Right. You had to do what you did. Right. So, and then, I mean, and then by, you know, kind of getting the wheels back on this thing and having this thing not go completely sideways, which, again, I give him him and the leadership in that locker room credit for, you have the sixth overall pick. Right. But those, those wins, which people were so excited by and Don was just thrilled about, like, against New England, you win 10-7, guy misses a 30-yard field goal, now you win, and now the, the top three pick out the window. But those wins are going to carry. Where are they going to carry you, those wins? Uh, they could potentially carry, I mean, Brian gonna, You know what they're going to carry? They're going to carry Daniel Jones back as your starting quarterback this season. That's where they're going to carry you to. Right, but that's the thing, though, because this whole thing is you know, good, good organizations figure it out. Well, the Giants haven't been a good organization. So you could get stuck where, I mean, guys that you think are good could, be, could end up paying the price for how bad it was before they got here. Like, you put them in such a mess that they can't get out of it. That's and right. And by winning so many games in year one, taking that step, step back, and even still winning more games, you're in a spot now where you like it could be out of your control. Yeah, we'd like to take a quarterback, but <laughs> we have the sixth pick, and the top three picks going to be quarterbacks. Now yeah, what do we exactly do? Exactly that. And, and, and it's surprising. It, it's happened quickly, too, because Jaden Daniels was like, is he going to be a, a middle first-rounder, high first-rounder? Where's he going to go? Now the assumption is he's going to be top three. So well, he thought at least he was going to fall to the Giants at six. Yeah, uh, he's got the skill set that everyone wants right now. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here. Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Come out to see the Michael K show live this Friday, three o'clock from. Plot Deutsch Park in Franklin Square, Long Island, for a special countdown to kickoff broadcast to get you ready for the big game with live music. One of the Tri-State's best cover bands, The Mystic. We're bringing the big game experience to you at Plot Deutsch Park, brought to you by Wise Snack Security, Dodge Resorts World, Catskills, Chili Willy, and Cool Carl's Ice, Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, and the new Tullamore Dew Honey. So... Saquon spoke yesterday. I got a hot take. We got a lot of phone calls to get to. Where do you want to go? Oh, it's a great question. I got a big announcement, too, at some point. Oh, the big, show today. Wait, wait, wait. What, what, what do you mean, big announcement? I got a big announcement. Like, how big? Uh, show, uh, show related? No, I don't know how big it is. It's just, I mean, it's just an announcement. What you said, I got a big announcement. That was your quote. Okay, it's a big announcement. <laughs> okay. I don't know how okay. big you decide when, when you hear the announcement. You can tell me how big you think the announcement is, but I don't want to oversell it. All right. When would you like to tell us that? You tell me. You drive the RJ! Show. RJ. Yes. Can you help with this, please? See, here's the thing. Do you know what this news is? No. And that's that's the thing. That it, that troubles you? Well, I, I don't know that it troubles me. I, I trust Rick to take us in a proper announcement celebration spot. I just don't know what it is. Okay. How, how about... Well, there's no guarantee it's a celebration spot. Oh, oh it could be bad news? Oh, no. Just It's an announcement. Oh, no. Is it bad? I don't know. You have to stick around. Well, you don't know who knows. I don't like this. I don't like it at all. You're joint. You're 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 taking a vow of silence. No, I don't think that'd be great for the radio show. Do you think he's demanding a trade? You want to go on the K show? No, I'm not saying anything. That Here's a, what I think. That was a non-denial. Yeah. You you tell us this. It's six forty right now. You tell us this news six fifty. Okay. And then we have a few minutes to, to digest this thing. Is this going to take, like, analysis? No, I don't think it's going to take analysis, no. 651. Okay, 651. Okay, so get All ready. Right. I'm going to turn to you 651 with this, as you said, quote, big news. Okay. 
I got a hot take. You want the hot take? This uh, won't take long. Okay, if it's quick, because I want to take some of these calls. What's the hot take? Do I have to write this in my book? Is it a hot take? It's okay. If it's hot is it, is it a book, hot take book? Is that what the book exists for? The book is a well, yeah. It's the hot take book. Yes. Okay. Then yes, you should write it in your in your book. All right. Last last hot take was uh, Justin Fields to the Raiders. Okay. What what do you have prior to that? Give me like the last couple. Let me just see where. we're uh, we have a. Uh, you've been on a hot streak. You had the. Uh, yeah, the Yannick Center upset, which, which was really a big was, call. Really was genius. Yeah. Uh, then you got no, this one. This you got. We got to wait for this one. Bryce Huff to the Giants. Um, we had. The Giants will draft J.J. McCarthy. Mm-hmm. That was on January 8th. You had Wink Martindale to the Rams if Raheem Morris leaves, which he did. He's the head coach of the Falcons. So those are the last five. Okay, I got a, I got a new hot take, which which may spit in the face of a, a former hot take. Wow, you're going to spit right in the face of right the former the face. hot take. It's okay. Wink Martindale related. Oh, okay. Wink, Wink Martindale. Will not get a job. No, 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 no. Will be Raymond's new defensive coordinator. Wink to the Cowboys. Wink to the Cowboys. That's a hot take. Is you like that? So if that, that if that hits, take. you look at me in, in a different light. No, not in a different light. But uh, you look it, at me as like a, a, a like a, a demigod, something like that. <laughs> it, it, it is one. It is one that I, I don't have high odds on that happening. So that what that would be can impressive. I say except you're welcome. <laughs> that, that would be impressive by you. That, so that, that would, would be impressive. That would wow you. That would shock you. That, that would, would wow you. That, that would actually wow me. Okay. All right. Mark it down. Wink to the Cowboys. Wink to Cowboys. Got wink, it. Wink to Cowboys, what I'm hearing. All right. So let's get to the calls, right? And then in about eight minutes, we'll get your your spicy news, your your, your sexy news. Okay. Sounds All good. All right. Here we go. Let's go to uh, Lee Long Island. Lee, good morning. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Good morning. I think you guys have it all wrong. I think if the 49ers blew a two-touchdown lead, RJ should have to come in the next day. You know when you guys like see like after a bad loss, they go right to the players on the court or on the field, or they go right to them in the locker room to get that raw emotion, that raw reaction? That is what you would need. In fact, not only should he come into work, he should get the first 10, 15 minutes to do the opening monologue to talk about what happened. He, because you know how incensed you would be, Dave, if that was your team that blew a two-touchdown lead. You, you, you would say you couldn't go to work, but you wouldn't stop screaming about it. And he should come in, and you guys should even turn your mics off. The only thing I want to hear from you guys is like from like like during MLK's speech, the guy that stood behind him, and every time he he said something good, they like you know they reiterated it. That should be you. Like he'd be like you know, and then Brock Purdy threw that interception. He'd be like, right on, brother. Like, that's all we should hear from you guys. You should just get RJ in there. The whole show should be about what he's going to react to. That's my thought, anyway. Wow. I mean, it's, and it's I understand a good it. thought. One more thing. Yeah. Ray comparing a wild card loss to blowing a two-touchdown lead in the Super Bowl and saying that he had to come into work the next day is a laughable take, by the way. I, the fact that you glazed over that before is is kudos to you at showing um, – Signs of uh, a level of maturity that you right. never had before. S- signs of which I never had before. Thank you for that. Boy, that was a good call. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. It's not that we don't want RJ. Like, we, we all wouldn't think it was, I mean, it was great for the show if RJ had his raw emotion just all over the place on Monday morning. I'm just saying, like, there's a real chance he just goes missing and we can't find him. Uh, I don't think he goes missing. I think RJ's, I RJ know. of the four of us is, uh, Raymond's close, too, is the adult. Like, you look at RJ and you think to yourself, he's the adult in the room. If the Niners blow a game, he's going to show up, but you don't know what version of RJ you're going to actually get. No, but this isn't just this is the Super Bowl, and the, what the call was about was a two touchdown lead. We know, like we know this version of RJ. RJ, we haven't been on one of the uh, fifty-seven bachelor parties that he's gone to with like his buddies, where we get like the real, you know, out in the I, wild. I RJ, I don't know that RJ ever lets loose to the point where where he's just out of control, though. I, I don't know that that exists. I've seen RJ in. Uh, in an adult establishment, he doesn't really let loose that much. Yeah, but you see, but it's not the same though. You like RJ. You work with RJ. You haven't been around like around RJ with like his college buddies. Yeah, I don't. I mean, to, I I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle. There is a there is an, another gear to get to, but there I don't think I ever have like like this. Did you ever do mushrooms? I mean, no, no, no. How about you, Dave? Uh, twice, yeah. Do you hear the excitement in RJ's voice? By the way. Well, no, he was asking the. He that, was asking the that's question what that, we're burying here. That, he was how about you, Dave? Question, he was asking the question that you wanted asked by bringing that up randomly. No, 
You know, once no. I built my own bong. Mm. Who did not have a good weekend? Uh, I peed was... my pants that day. <laughs> I'm sorry? Yeah. <laughs> RJ was actually texting me about that yesterday afternoon. Of course. You guys get your own little private text chain. Nice. I was a high-level pianist as a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted more details. It's, it's, it's... I, I used to play in, um, in old age homes. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where you, you're reflecting back on the day, and I'm like, Dave peed his pants. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's like a 19, 18, I was probably 17 year old. He thought he was going to be teleported from his seat to the bathroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, we all, I guess when you, I mean, I wouldn't know, but I guess when you, you sign up for shrooms, I mean, you're going for the journey. Right. You're, you don't, you don't know what, what's going to happen. Your journey just involved urine. It really did. It really he did. wanted you so he wanted you so desperately to ask him if he if he's done mushrooms before. No, I did not. Yeah, that's why you brought it up. No, it's not. That's why RJ was like, "I'll be your Huckleberry." Did Dave? Did you do mushrooms? No, no. He he said it with joy and glee. How about you, Dave? Because I think we all knew the answer. You know, you what? bringing that up was like, "Hey, wink, wink." I've done mushrooms. Ask me about it. Here's I like thing. popcorn. Here's the thing. From this <laughs> moment forward, I'm done sharing. Because do you that. think that I, I'm looking? No, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to save the show is what I'm trying to do. Oh, All right? God. Sometimes the three of you have the, right? You uh, want to sleep right through it? No, I sense those moments, and I bring levity to it. Brian that and ends Hung-tung. now. Back roads, you know, like Okachaki or whatever it is in Florida. Now. RJ, play the clip when he asks everyone if they've done mushrooms. Like, just this random. And he, he How about you, be, Dave? He you ever do mushrooms? Uh, me, no. 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 How about you, Dave? Uh, twice, yeah. I'm just honest, and it's a lot for you guys. Yeah, Brian and Huntington. Yeah, we didn't have a good day. I peed my pants. You know what? That ends now. <laughs> Serious sports talk moving forward. Tyler in the car. Hi, Tyler. You're on 9870 SPN. Uh, sorry, guys. Shout out to the company, but I'm not the best guy to bring in for sports right now. Um, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Debbie Duhame. I'm on my way to work, and I live in Brick, Tom's River area. I take... Uh, Brick Boulevard and Stephanie to work every morning. And if she didn't say that, that there's wires down and there's traffic, I wouldn't yep. have switched to the parkway. I would have went straight, and I'd be a half hour late to work. I just looked over. The traffic is insane in Brick right now. I'm just thankful for Debbie. Shout out, Debbie. I love you. Love oh, you. yeah. So she, she really, Tyler, she really saved you. She, she saved him God knows how much time commuting this morning. Well, he just told you he was going to be a half hour late for at least a half hour late. I mean, that's for phenomenal. She's a great woman. Uh, no, I think the greatest. I think she is in the in the in the the world of of what she does. She is easily the best. Easily the best. I agree. Uh, Brian and Milburn. Good morning, Brian. You're on ninety eight seven. How you doing, Dave? How you doing, Rick? I'm a big fan of yours. Um, I want to say, Dave, you only want the forty nine ers to win so you can get your greasy hands on Brandon Ayuk. Because, you know, we, as 49er fans, we hate the Giants. And I would die if I see him in that uniform. Well, okay, firstly, why at this stage do you, do you hate the Giants? Are you not over the... the like, well, I'm, not, I'm not over them too. Game? I'm not over the two losses when you didn't not throw my tan out. No, I feel some type of way still. I'm supposed to. Oh, the, right. the, the, not, not, not along with no, number 10, a couple years ago, letting the ball go off his, his, his leg and you win with Eli. No, I'm not over it. Sorry. I mean, you guys have won, what, five Super Bowls? Really? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I can still hate you, though, still. I, I like you as a person, as a sports fan. The Giants are irrelevant now. Why do you care? You, they should be nothing to you. No, no, I'm not saying I care right now, but I still have that deep hatred for what they did to me back in the day. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like That's understandable. I don't mean, you can't tell, don't tell him how to feel. I can tell him how to feel. No, oh, you shut your mouth. You let him feel how he So why you hate the Eagles? Me. You, Brian, you see what he so does? He tries to bully me. No, why you hate the Eagles then? They only want one Super Bowl. They never really want anything. Brian, they're a huge rival of mine. The Giants I understand, but you beat. To you. You, you, you destroyed them for years. They had no, nothing to show. I can see you hating the Cowboys, true. But the Philly... This could be the worst take in the history of Sports Talk Radio. You don't understand why a Giants fan would hate the Eagles? I'm not saying like that, but the pure hatred that you have for them. I know you dislike them. Like, I hate like I just like the Seahawks, and I hate the Rams. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a certain hate for certain teams. Like, if I was in a, a 
a, a division with them, yeah, I would dislike them, but I would hate the Cowboys way more. You know what I'm saying? You dislike all of them. I hate the Cowboys way more. I think you're crazy. I hate both teams. Absolutely detest both teams. And thank you for the phone. No, I, 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 I hate those teams. I used, to, I actually used to hate the Niners back in like the '80s when the Giants and Niners were huge rivals. But not anymore. I don't care. Well, he's not over it. Well, Brian is not over it. He, he hates. Team is, he hates your team. Why are you? Why is Brian? I mean, there's no way RJ is going into this game thinking to himself, "Boy, I hate the Giants." The Giants should be the last thing you're thinking about right well, now. Well, no, I don't think Brian. I, I don't think that RJ is interested in like calling into the show and, and speaking with us. Brian was, and he wanted to bring up the fact that we all know you want you want Ayuk. And he would throw up if he sees Ayuk in a Giants jersey. Well, I don't know that that's going to happen. That could be one of the hot takes, which does not play out properly. They all don't well, hit. No, they don't. Because that's, that's what makes it a hot take. If exactly. they, were all, if they all hit, it, would, it wouldn't be a hot take. It would be no. just Davis is stating the obvious, right? Right. Uh, all right. It's, it's your time. You apparently have big news. Go ahead. Uh, I got some big news. I do have some big news. I mentioned uh, to you guys. Now, there was uh, some tough times yesterday during the course of the show. Tough times. Try to get myself out of the group chat. That didn't work because I'm still, mm-hmm. unfortunately, in the group chat. Right. Changed the uh, name of it, though, nicely. Did change the name. Um, wasn't my finest moment because I was hurt. I'm telling you, I was hurt. I did some okay. self-reflection yesterday. I was hurt. Mm-hmm. Pride myself on being a great teammate and a great friend. Considered retirement. Considered just walking away from the show. Made it, making it easier for all of you guys. I think I know where we're going here, I think. Could bring in a, a better teammate. Like maybe John, for example. Maybe you bring in John because he well, thinks John, he's so John could, I think, easily do either of our jobs if, if we were out right. for a day. I think he's that good. No, I'm saying yeah. for good. I'm Go saying for good. retire for good. Just be done with the show. And then I had a nice conversation last night, and I did some, I did some thinking. Who would you have a nice conversation with? I'm not going to tell you how I had a conversation with. Right. No, it was a really good conversation. Uh-huh. We were just discussing life and how, like I mentioned, I wanted to slow things down a little bit. Really enjoy, you know, try to enjoy the moments. Right. So what I've decided to do, and the big announcement is this. I've cleared my schedule for tomorrow. We'll be attending Raymond Santiago. That is sensational. Yeah. This, this, this is, you know what? It's selfless. It shows that your caring for others is actually legitimately there. You've, I mean, this is, this is as good a news as I could have hoped this morning. He's in. I'm in. I'm He's all in. the way in. Yep, all the way in. He's in. And, and out of respect to you, we're not going to, I mean, and Raymond as well, we're not going to make this thing go till noon. We're going to go. We're going to have a nice breakfast. We're going to have fun. And then we're going to get out of there. Well, maybe we, or maybe we stay. Maybe because I've cleared my schedule, maybe we decide to stay. Oh, you want to turn this into a, I, uh, a bender? Uh, maybe we do. I'm, I'm free. Listen, I'm free now. Wow. This, uh, RJ, I, I mean, this is monstrous news. I mean, you laid the gauntlet yesterday and he responded. He really did. Back against the wall, and he came out not just swinging, but hugging for birthday celebrations. Wow. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm more excited for this birthday celebration now than I was even coming into the day. I was Listen, I wasn't lying. I sent you guys a very heartfelt text that I was going to work on myself, and I wasn't lying. Wow. This is, this is big, huge news. I'm excited by this. Now we only have to confirm John Winthrop's going to be at this big birthday celebration. It, it, well, you know Brown's just going to be at the birthday celebration because it's going to be a free breakfast. Here's the tough thing about John. Yeah. He said he has meetings. No, right. Stop. And no, well, he, he, I said I had meetings and you guys shamed me. Well, well, we shamed him too after the show. Yeah. And then we realized, you know what the meeting that he can't, that he, he can't come to the breakfast because he has a meeting. You know what the meeting is? The meeting's with us. So what is he actually doing? He just doesn't want to hang out with us. Shoes on the other foot now. Point. Shoes on the other foot now. Now attack him like you attacked me yesterday. Uh, don't, don't worry. Don't I want worry. John, RJ. I want John on the show when, when the second he steps foot in the building. I want him on the show. He's he's going to be at this tomorrow. Browncher is going to be at this tomorrow. I'm going to uh, invite Debbie to this tomorrow. This is going to be a blowout event. I might get egg yellows. <laughs> You're going to splurge for the yolk. I might wind up oh, with no. egg yellows tomorrow at the big brunch. All right, let's let's break. Saquon spoke yesterday. Feels like maybe he's resigned to certain things. We got Amani 735, CMT about 750. We'll get Renan on the line as well. 1 800 919 3776. DNR with you and some Knicks talk as well on 987 ESPN. Who makes eggs fluffy, beautiful eggs? Me. I do. And for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to 
product specialists with the knowledge and the experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people even safer. Call or click Granger.com or just stop on by and say... We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. All right, let's bring him in. Let's not bring him in yet. <laughs> Apparently we're not ready. I don't know. I mean, let, let, let's it's be honest here. Well-oiled machine. No, no, no. You're going to be on my side. He says, we're coming back. I said, great. Is Jordan ready? Yes, he is. Well, that's that's not what I said. What, what did you say? I said, we've got Jordan. Oh, RJ, Rick, was, still, you RJ was still talking got, to him. If we've got Jordan, that he's ready well, to go. You, you assumed. I, you you're, assumed. I, okay. I, Wouldn't you assume, Rick, that if you say, I say, we have Jordan, we have Jordan, that that we're ready for Jordan? But I didn't say that he's ready to go. Oh, my God. I said, we've got Jordan. Rick's on the choose line. Choose a side. Choose a side. Oh, who? I'm going to choose uh, gonna choose Raymond's side. <laughs> it's a good side. So if you must know, we were just no, talking. Don't, honestly, I don't care. We were talking about the Super Bowl. Don't and, care. And topics for the, the interview here at hand. Producing. He, he's a professional. He knows what we're going to get into. Hmm. You, what, 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 what are you, you implying? He's, he's, well, because you think he's going to be shocked when I ask him about Shane Bowen? He also, okay, fine, we'll just put it out there. He, he, would, he wants to know, uh, you know what we're going to talk about. And he said, okay, we'll get into whether Saquon will be back at some point, right? And I said, yep, we'll get into that. We'll promote that Saquon was, was on your podcast. That so, Dave didn't really know the name of. So there you go. I, no, I knew that was Jordan's podcast. I was just so stunned. If you knew, then Saquon. why did you ask? Yeah, Jordan can hear it. Jordan, he was shocked that you got Saquon. He was very no, surprised. I was not shocked that you got Saquon. You know what? What you guys run the interview. <laughs> Honestly, hi Jordan. <laughs> you see what I have what to deal baby? with, Jordan? Why well, acting like a baby, Dave? Come on. Well, Why because like I get I get verbally attacked every day on the show, and it, it, it's gotten to the point where it's it's too much, and I want out. Um, but by the way, I'm shocked you be verbally attacked by Rick. I, I yeah. can't believe that. Right. That's it's, it's, it's hard to believe. Sense the sarcasm there, Rick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was defending you, Jordan. I was defending you. He brings it up that Saquon was on your podcast and then asked, is this Jordan's podcast? As if to, like it wasn't. He knew it was your podcast. I knew it was but, your podcast. Yeah, which makes and I worse, just wanted though. to confirm because no, it was such it, a huge get. And I was, I, was, I was proud of you. No, you weren't. It makes it worse. You didn't think that Jordan was big enough to get Saquon Barkley on That's his not podcast. True. That's, That's not true. That's not true. Don't put words in my mouth. I speak the truth. Jordan, I'm sorry, I'm, sorry, Jordan. I'm sorry you have to deal with this, Jordan. By the way, I heard yeah, you Dave's doing. Got my back, Rick. I'm I'm taking Dave's back, so you, you're you're going to lose this one. Yeah, of course, because you and I are real friends. Of course, yeah. He doesn't right. know what a real friend is. Yeah, you make fun of my nose, and Dave is my friend. That's right. I mean, you were there when he when he when he you know committed one of the greatest faux pas in the history of you know workplace <laughs> situations when he brought multiple guests no. to a work party. Have you ever heard of anything like that? Yeah. 
No, psychopath behavior for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so let's get to it. Shane Bowen, good hire. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Bad hire. Give us your early impressions here. I think it's a I don't know, but I, there are things to like. The more you think about it, look, we have to be fair about the search. Shane Bowen wasn't at the top of the Giants list. If he was, he was. He probably would have been hired some point last week. They had other guys that they were kind of eyeing. Denard Wilson is obviously one of them. He ends up with the Titans. Uh, but we have to realize, look, the Giants' job, right, forget all the stuff about Brian Dibble being hard to work with. They had a bad year. So now you're coming into a big year three, right? This isn't like starting from from square one, starting from the ground floor. It's it's a big year three. If this is a disaster this year, anybody who's looking can say, okay, you know what? The coaching staff could be in trouble. So you know it's not the best job out there. Now, saying that, Shane Bowen is young, right? He's, he's called plays, which I think is important here because they don't have time to have the growing pains and the, low, the learning curve. So I think that's huge in this, in this equation here. Consider a smart guy. And what he's really good at is red zone, right? His red zone defense, and this is kind of what Wink did, red zone and third down. That's like Wink's resume as well. Like that's what he's good at. First this past year in red zone defense. You know what that means? You don't allow a lot of points when you're good in the red zone. The only difference, Dave, is it's going to be a very different approach. This is more like bend but don't break. He doesn't blitz very often, whereas Wink was super aggressive and blitzed a lot. Now, Jordan, let me ask you this on the other side of the ball. Because uh, I've seen some of your tweets on this, the, the whole Kafka thing. Uh, he's got the head coaching interviews. Mm-hmm. Then Seattle wants him as their offensive coordinator. Giants block it. Um, does Kafka like Brian Dable? Do they get along? Was this just a we want to keep because we don't have to turn over you know all three coordinators? What was it? Yeah, I think the Giants respect Mike Kafka. I think he's a good coach. But we have to be look at follow the breadcrumbs here. Mike Kafka interviewed twice in Seattle. Right. And I've spoken to people out there in Seattle about this. He then, they then put in a request for Mike Kafka to be their offensive coordinator, a lateral move. There's obviously something with Mike Kafka where he's not fully thrilled with the situation. And when you look at the details, think about back, back to that Seattle game, week four, Giants got absolutely smashed by the Seahawks. In the middle of that game, Brian Dable took over play calling. Look at the Las Vegas game. In the middle of that game, Brian Dable gave the play calling, took it away from Mike Kafka, gave it to uh, Shane Tierney, the quarterback coach, which, if you think about it, it's kind of wild. Like, he got a play calling taken away. Now, he got it back both times, but he understands Mike Kafka. For his future, is it best for him to come back here and potentially having either A, not having play calling, or B, getting it taken away versus going to another spot where they're going to say, hey, here's Carplanche. The offense is yours because the new head coach of the Seattle Seahawks is a defensive guy. So I think that's that's the situation with Mike Kafka. Is he absolutely uh, ecstatic with the situation here? I'm sure the answer to that is probably no. Uh, But he's under contract. The Giants can keep him unless he got a head coaching job, and he didn't. So Mike Kafka's going to be back. True friend and colleague Jordan Renan joining us here, 98.7 ESPN. (laughs) Uh, Jordan, I, I've been pushing for a quarterback draft. We're like, what, two and a half months away, so it's it's right around the corner. Is it realistic to think they could either move up or take a quarterback at six, or, or for those that have that desperation, is that a pipe dream at this point? No, I think it's absolutely realistic. You speak, you speak to people in and around the Giants, and you realize, just like we've said, Daniel Jones has a big injury history right now. Are you willing to bet your career and put everything on the line and build around Daniel Jones with a neck, two neck injuries off a torn ACL? If that opportunity arises, if there's a quarterback that they think is going to be a franchise quarterback that they think is within reach, let's say I know I've seen the last couple of days, some people think Drake May might drop. If something like that happened, I can absolutely see them moving up and going to get him, maybe even Jaden Daniels too. But like, like I've mentioned to you guys before, the back half of the first round, also an option. You know, with the J.J. McCarthy's, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, like that range of guys. 
So I think a quarterback is definitely on the radar for the Giants. Whether they're able to pull it off, I think, is a different conversation. Jordan, how much pressure is going to be on Brian Dable if they don't get a quarterback? Why? Why well, I mean, no, in theory, right? Well, no, I mean, so if they if they don't get a quarterback and they roll it back with Daniel Jones and they don't have a very good season, and I got guys like Bill Belichick just sitting out there that could be, I mean, let's face it, it's Bill Belichick, as opposed to one of yeah. the reasons why Brian Dable and I think Dave especially likes Brian Dable a lot is his ability to work with quarterbacks, develop quarterbacks. So if they don't have that, or at least the ability, even if it's in the you know back half of the first round, I'm not even saying trade up to get mm-hmm. Drake May or whoever it is. I'm saying if it's J.J. McCarthy or Penny, whoever it is, at least the, the idea that, hey, we all kind of realize that this is going to be the last year, year of Daniel Jones, and we have a guy that we know can develop the young quarterback. If you have that, I feel like it buys you more time. If you don't, and you follow up last year with another bad season, it feels like it just feels like to me there would be more pressure on Brian Dable. Yeah, no, I that that I completely agree with, and I think that they realize that is that if they have a bad year and they don't have a, they don't draft a quarterback or get a young quarterback, and Daniel Jones doesn't have a good year, we're going to be sitting here at the end of next year saying, where is this organization? How have they made progress? How far are they away from being competitive? And yeah, a quarterback absolutely would buy that time, and I think this is a you know self preservation mode is something you've heard with Brian Dable even throughout this past season. So absolutely, I think that we, that that enters uh, the mindset of the organization and the team. But more than anything, I really do, Rick. It's about the injuries and them knowing we yeah. can't, with a good conscience, build around Daniel Jones. When you're talking about Brian Dable and Joe Shane, they're betting their entire future on that. Are they really going to say? Because let's think back for to prior to not this past season, the 2022 season, right? The big thing about Daniel Jones is he didn't get offered the 50-year option. He has to prove to us that he could stay healthy. Now, he did it for one year, and now we're back in the same spot again. So I don't think that they're going to say, hey, we're going to put all our eggs in this basket after he had a neck injury again, by the way, and the torn ACL on top of the fact that you know he had the injury history before that that they weren't willing to bet on. Jordan, what's going to happen with Saquon? I mean, I, I feel like every time we talk to you, this question is thrown out there, but it has to be because it's always a, a, a drama that never ends. What, what do you think happens this offseason? Yeah, I think I've kind of moved on this. I, I see the skids being greased to a potential Saquon Barkley exit at this point. Really? So, yeah, I do. Well, at least at the very least, Dave, I, I shouldn't say exit. Him hitting free agency or getting to free agency. Right, the Giants want to keep him, but they don't want to pay him. The magic number is going to be, uh, you know, twenty-four, twenty-five million dollars guaranteed. They weren't willing to get there last year, right? They weren't. Jonathan Taylor got, I believe, it was what twenty-six million dollars guaranteed. So, if, if it's in that range, and the Giants weren't willing to get there last year, Saquon wasn't willing to budge. I think we're headed to the point where they say, okay. Here we go. You go see what you can get. If you can get that, if you can get those numbers, congratulations to you. Good job. Take it. That's, that's beyond our means. We're going to do everything within our power of what we think is reasonable price-wise. And their price-wise is not that high. And you're going to be 27 years old. He's 27 years old this week. You know, that's the number where you're going to see this number, I'm telling you, where that's the number where – they say, hey, running backs, this is where they kind of fall off the cliff. 27 years old, right around there. Saquon, you're going to be 27 years old. So I, I kind of see the skids being greased to a Saquon Barkley uh, potential exit. At the very least, they go get an offer on free agency, bring it back to us. If we, you know, we want to match it as long as we think it's you know, w- within our means. So you don't think they even use the tag? I'm starting to get the feeling now that they don't use the tag this year. Because here, here's the deal. Saquon met with them, and he's been very upfront and honest because he's kind of fed up with the situation, right, over the last year. It's kind of worn on him. He just, he's just relented to he's kind of just been screwed and stuck, right, because this is the system. If you think about it, he could be stuck seven years without hitting free agency, right, the four years of the rookie contract, the 50-year option, and then two tags. And then it basically all his usefulness is, is gone, right, sacked. So he... He's been very honest. And he said to the Giants, I want you to be honest with me. 
if you're going to franchise tag me, franchise tag him. Well, he met with the Giants the Friday after the season ended. And I asked him yesterday, I said, what did you come away from that thinking? He said, and he said, I gave him, you know, I was open and honest with them. But he said nothing about the fact that he came away there thinking that they're going to use the franchise tag with them. They know. They'll at least, they can at least give them an idea that, you know, we, we might use it. We're likely to use it. He didn't have any of that. So to me, it seems like it's headed towards him hitting free agency. Wow. That's that's quite the nugget you're throwing out there this morning. We, we love you. I, I more than he, but we love you, and we'll do this again very soon, Jordan. That's Randall. why RJ is the best, and I said make sure you tell the guys to ask me about Saquon Barkley. Jordan, well, why don't you uh, why don't you come to the uh, Ray Santiago birthday brunch tomorrow? Yeah, morning we, we'd like to show. invite you tomorrow morning after the show, ten fifteen range. We're going to take Raymond out for his big fortieth birthday celebration. We'd like to invite you. Oh wow! Look at yeah. that. I'll contemplate it. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of work this week for sure. But I, I will contemplate. You can't. You can't give us an hour. The problem is, I live in Central Jersey. You know how far. Yeah. So here, you're talking about. You're talking about. Two and a half hours commute back and forth. Well, listen, Jordan. Jordan, we love you. We'd like you to be there. Dave might actually eat an egg yolk tomorrow, too. That's right. I might eat an egg yellow if you go there. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Why is that such a big deal? Because I I don't really eat egg yellows. I'm more of an egg white guy. Only egg white? Yeah. Your whole life? No, not my whole life. Since he's been no. really focused on his body and exactly. his uh, physical fitness. Yeah, I mean, you don't know what I've turned myself into an Adonis since you last seen me. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go. We're very late. He looks, like a, he looks like a box of egg whites. We, we, we got to go. Jordan, I'm sorry that you have to deal with him. You know that I love you and I hope to see you tomorrow. All right, guys. I'll try. That's the great Jordan Renan. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. I just got a nasty text message. From who? From from my mom. What did your mom say? Mickey's not happy with you. Why? Why is she not? Why is she not happy with me? You refer to your mother as as Mickey Rourke, and she's not happy with me. Not happy. What? Why? Because uh, she said, "Tell, tell Dave to stop being a bleep." Oh no, I don't like when he picks on you. When, uh, for your mother to say she doesn't like when you're picked on is one of the great statements in the history of of anything ever. I'm just telling. That's you're the biggest feels. bully I've ever seen. Oh, stop it. I uh, ever. The, made, senti- the sentiment of the sentiment of Rick's mom is is not hers alone. Other people feel this way. When I when I when I pick on Rick, that's that's no, rich. not not just on Rick, on everybody, on everybody. You, you, first of all, I do it out of love. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I do it out of love. Oh my goodness. Um. What what what's the problem with this? The problem with what? With any of this. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, there's a lot of people that feel that way. Stop it. Uh, grow up. Stop being <laughs> such a baby. <laughs> All right, you guys act very immature. I go after you, and now, now I'm the bad guy? I'm just yeah. telling you how people feel. I can't, I can't change how Cheryl feels. She's upset. That's ridiculous that, that I pick on you. She, she called you a bleep. <laughs> she called me a bleep. <laughs> what's, the, what's the bleep start with? Uh, what? What's the bleep start with? Uh, A. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Ha. What a loser you are. You bleep. Really? Yeah. She went right there, huh? Right there. That's nice. Um, Our friend Rich Samini has an article on ESPN.com. Have you perused this thing yet? Just came out. Uh, it just came out. Yeah, I have perused. I uh, have perused. Um, 
He reached out to three personnel executives, one scout, two assistant coaches from other teams to gauge Zach Wilson's value. The consensus is Wilson could bring back a sixth or seventh round pick, perhaps a swap of middle round picks from a team willing to take a chance on him as a backup. Quote, perhaps a team out there felt stronger about him pre-draft and that could influence how they have him or value him, one personnel executive said. I do have a a very nasty quote. You ready for this one? I think I know what quote you're talking about. Uh, Talk to a handful of NFL people to get a, a feel for Wilson's trade value. One assistant coach said his arm talent will pique interest but mentioned other concerns. Another assistant said, quote, I'd give up a two-week stay at a best Western. Not a fan. Yeah, that's not that's not what you. That's want. That's not very optimistic and or positive. No, no. Not but at a all. sixth or seventh. I, I I'm being serious. Like I thought, a fourth if you're lucky, maybe a fifth, a sixth or a seventh. That's like that's nothing. No, it's nothing. But I mean, what? <laughs> like, what have you seen outside of? I mean, a little. I've seen of very his- little. But I will tell you this. I, I figured one GM slash coach combination would look at him and say, you know what? We can we can figure it out. With that arm talent, which is undeniable, as good as he is at, at kind of creating time and space and he's athletic, we'll give up a fourth-round pick for him. I thought that would be realistic. Yeah, listen, I don't. Th- I think it's going to probably depend on, I mean, how many teams or coaching staffs or front offices you know how they felt about Zach Wilson before he was drafted, and how much they put on the Jets' inability to to um, why can't I think of the word now? Develop him. That's such an easy word. <laughs> uh, I'm sitting here trying to think of what word. I'm, yeah, like I mean, how much? So, how do people around the league look at what the Jets, how the Jets have or haven't developed him, the situation he was put in? Do they? I mean, was it too soon? All those different things, and then how how you weigh. Some of the other stuff, how he's handled himself in the locker room, how he's handled, you know, maturity stuff. You know, what you're hearing about him as far as how the guys feel about him. That's a big part of it, too, is like how do the guys, how, I mean, even if he's got great arm talent, if you bring him into your locker room, like, uh, can he be the leader of your team? Can he be the leader of the offense? I don't they know. Get, they got to get something, though. But I, I wouldn't think, a, I mean, a six-round pick, is that, like that's what you trade a kicker for. Well, I mean, depending on how you want to, I mean, is it something where it's, you know, a six-round pick and then depending on if he plays at all? Right, you can structure it that way where there's some incentive-laden things, right? Where if he plays a X certain number of, of right. percentage of the snaps or X number of games, you get more. Maybe, I don't know. Well, dude, I mean, he hasn't, outside of his arm talent, I mean, what, for what other reasons would you be desperate to trade for Zach Wilson? Well, I don't think anybody would be desperate. No, and, and listen, and the Jets clearly don't want him. So unless you think there's other teams, like unless you think there's other teams that are going to be in the in the Zach Wilson sweepstakes, I mean, at some point the Jets are going to either they'll have to they'll have to you know trade him, have to release him, or release him. I know. Uh, the, uh, you, could you say this is one of the worst picks in in NFL history? Ugh. No, I'm being serious. Uh for for the production that you got on this team, it's yeah. I mean, it was not a good pick. Like I mean, you could go. I mean, Jamarcus Russell and David Klingler and Andre Ware and you know, right like Achilles Smith. There's certainly. But I mean, this has to be up there with those guys, right? Yeah, I mean, it didn't. It's a second overall pick. I don't think. I mean, I, listen, I don't think he was drafted into a great situation. And I don't love how they handle him. I don't think he was ready to be given the starting job immediately. Michael Michael Ford kind of said the same thing on the way out the door. But I mean, the results are the results. He goes somewhere and succeeds. You're angry or you're happy for him? Angry. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Did you see what Kadarius Tony said yesterday before we get into the next? Uh, I did see it, yeah. Yeah. He was asked about, does he consider himself to be a uh, number one receiver? He said, yeah, if I get the ball. Ugh. He's unbelievable. He's what a disaster this it's guy is. It's unbelievable. Uh, he's not going to play on Sunday, right? I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, he didn't play in the AFC Championship game, right? And I guess there's some discrepancy with that, right? And well, he's not injured. 
Well, the team says he's injured. And he let everyone on Instagram Live know that he wasn't injured. Well, can you do that? Not him. Like, if you're, don't you, isn't the whole thing with the injury report you're supposed to, like, ex- disclose what's going on? Yeah, well, if you're seeking, I mean, if, you're, if you have to get treatment, yeah, I mean, if he's in there getting treatment because of whatever injury, I mean, he's on the injury report, you can say, you know, he's not playing because he's hurt. Good thing the Giants didn't take Micah Parsons, but they traded back to take uh, Kadarius Tony. Listen, it's your guy. It's your yeah, lookalike. It's my guy. I, I actually got angry at you guys this weekend, all of you. And Why? I think you should all be embarrassed of yourselves. Why? Well, this weekend was Lawrence Taylor's birthday. Oh, 65 years old, right? They told us that yesterday, yeah. Right. And and a lot of people sent me, and I saw all over the place, like highlight packages of Lawrence Taylor. The next time any of you jack wagons mention Micah Parsons in the same breath as Lawrence Taylor, you, I mean, you should be embarrassed of yourselves. Last time I checked, it wasn't us that said it. Oh, yeah, yeah you know what? It's you guys. You guys always no. make sure to hammer home the point. No, no, I think we recognize that it, it really bothers you. So because we it, just went it, with it. it bothers me because it's a horrendous take. It wasn't our take. Well, <laughs> it wasn't our take. Yeah. It's it like Seinfeld. Us. Well, you guys, you guys carried that home. Well, I mean, that's kind of what so we so do. Then, you know what? Look, you, you Remedy it right now. You say shouldn't let it bother Micah you. Parsons is not and never will be Lawrence Taylor. Say that. I will say no such thing. Yeah. See? It is his take. No, it's not his take. He's doing it on purpose to bust your chops is what's happening right now. I don't think so. Is this chop busting, if, Ray, or if, do you believe this? If No. See, if if it really didn't bother you to that extent, I probably wouldn't keep keep harping on it. But also, to that point, like... If if the gap is so wide between them, why do you let it bother you? Because it's it's disgusting. It's truly disgusting. Like Lawrence Taylor is the in my mind the greatest defensive player that we've ever seen, and Micah Parsons is really really good. They're not comparable. Okay, and, and I I'll do think though, but I do think it is. I mean, it is. It, don't act like you're surprised that this isn't happening. I mean, it happens all the time. Well, this is what we do, right? I mean, not us, but I mean, that, that's what people in this industry do. We're, we're hot take artists, so we have to say, oh, this guy's great. He's as good as the greatest player we've ever seen. It's stupid. I don't think they said as good. I think they said. Yeah, he's right there. Game. He's on the verge. Yeah, I've heard a lot of that. Reminded you of Lawrence Taylor. No, he doesn't. He reminds me of Betty Taylor. All right. So uh, back to the Zach Wilson thing for a quick second. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me, there's a little question for the group, can you tell me the last top 10 quarterback that was cut by the team that drafted him? Cut. Was Josh Rosen top 10? Josh Rosen was the, yeah. Was uh, no. Was he 10? Well, top 10 would include 10. Well, that's uh, I think Josh not Rosen the got tra- I think Josh Rosen got traded. He wasn't yeah. cut. Um, hmm. To be cut. This is released. Cut. Wears very, bright, wears very bright suits on television. So he's a TV analyst now, huh? Matt yeah. Leinart. No, pink suits. A lot of pink suits. I think it's the same pink suit, actually, but he wears it a lot. RG3. RG3, yeah. So RG3. And but he had other... injury. Okay, but he was released. Other first-round quarterbacks to be cut, not traded by their teams. Manziel, Paxton Lynch, and Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> that's not a, that's not an elite list to be no. alongside of, huh? No, and it's funny, too, because everyone's like, well, Trey Lance, I mean, they traded Trey Lance for a a fourth round pick. I think the argument people would make was you didn't there's still like the you haven't seen enough from Trey Lance. Right. Which maybe helps his value. You've seen a lot of Zach Wilson. I guess. I mean, but a six round pick is is it's remarkable. Well, you're talking about I mean, uh, quarterbacks that go for six, seventh round picks. You got Nick Mullins went for a conditional seventh. Jared Stidham went from New England to the Raiders for a sixth. I mean th- but that's what we're talking about. Jared Stidham level. Well, I mean, you're also talking about when you look statistically, I mean over the last three seasons, <laughs> after over the last three seasons with with thirty six qualified quarterbacks, Zach Wilson has the thirty fifth QBR. He's a bad quarterback, just ahead of Bryce Young. Um, so a couple things. I'm going to need an out time. I know. Oh, it's the same time every day. You know what? I don't remember it. I tell you all the time. I don't. Why remember don't you it. remember it? I'd like an out but, time. But but you remember. And it's it. also you, floating. But it you, floats. No, it's never floated. It floats. It has literally never floated. Well, in my in my world, it floats. And secondly, Rick, I'm very concerned. It's because you're high on mushrooms again. <laughs> are you in a are you sitting in a puddle? I haven't partaken in mushrooms in over thirty years, so leave me alone. You never do mushrooms. I mean, no, no, no. How about you, Dave? How about Twice. you, Dave? Twice, yeah. <laughs> How about you, Dave? <laughs> so excited. He couldn't get that out quickly enough. How about you, Dave? 
Here's why I'm concerned. Yeah. Legitimately. Being serious now. OG. This is going to be his, what, fifth straight game he's going to miss? Yeah. That, I mean, this is a real problem now. This is a real problem. Yeah, this was supposed to be. I thought this was right elbow inflammation. Right. And, you, and you'll and you be able to win this game tonight without him because you're not playing a good team. But Thursday? Yeah, dude, I'm listen, I'll take the L on this one. I just thought this was, hey, he felt something there and shoot around. It was the you know, first game of a back-to-back. Let's... We can win this one without him. Let's keep him out. Oh, this is a real problem. Yeah, and, and you know what? It, it, your, your take was so awful. So awful. I was like, should I be concerned? You're like, no, no, no. Well, Don't dude, worry. He'll be not, in, in the lineup tomorrow night. Yeah, but it's not like we had heard anything about this till all of a sudden that shoot-around where he's like he had some elbow discomfort. And by the way, is there any team that, that, that is closer to the vest with telling you anything than the Knicks? Well, the other concern with him, too, though, is, I mean, it, he does have a history of... Of injury. Injury. He sure does. And he's so important to this team. Man. Oh, he's a vital cog because he can he can spread the floor. He's a good shooter, right? He's a good slasher. Great defensively, and he's an elite defensive elite. player. Yeah. So, I, I, and and you know what? It's not like you have someone that can replace him. If you had said you had eighty percent of OG, fine. But when you don't have him, now you're talking about guys that probably shouldn't be playing that many minutes, playing a lot of minutes. It's it's a real worry. Well, not to mention the fact that you—I mean, you lost—you don't have two of your best three players right now. Right, you don't have Robinson, you don't have Randall. Grimes is is going to be out again tonight, and OG. That's a, that's a lot. Yeah, you're trying to figure out what you want to do with the deadline on Thursday. <laughs> right, right. Uh, they certainly have to, at a minimum, have to add uh, some depth. All right, uh, Raymond, three stars. Today's three stars. Number three. All right, rare three stars where I'm not going to play any sound. I just want to officially open up the bidding because we talked about this before. An experience. You know, we've kind of had these these things going on at the station. The We think that people would bid a healthy amount of money to hang out with Rick DiPietro, our Definitely. Rick DiPietro. We think people would, would spend a lesser amount of money to hang out with our Dave Rothenberg unless they were able to hang out with Dave Rothenberg while watching a Giants game. I say we make this happen. Full game? Would I have to go full game? Of course. Ugh, I don't want to do that. What do you mean? It's for charity. You have to go full game. Yeah, you to kick him out at halftime? Let's, let's make it happen. Number two. Another Dave point. Uh, listen, it's, it's hammered home now. Dave's kids were born in Super Bowl years for the Giants, and the fact that you've had no children since is kind of – Don's got a good point. Like, you know, you, you, those are bigger highlights for you than your kids being born. What does that say about you? Uh, it says a lot, but I, I don't think they're bigger. I think they're all enormous life moments. You should put it to the test again. Yeah, do it for the Giants, Dave. Do it for the Giants. Do it for the Giants. Number one. Rick DiPietro, I thank you for dropping all the pretense and, and making the effort to come it's to amazing. brunch tomorrow. I'm so proud for it's you. I'm, I'm happy for you, and I'm, ha- and I'm happy to see you. I, I really am ecstatic that you'll be there. We're pathetic. He has set the bar so low underdog story. that his appearance in what he should be doing every day of the week has you giving him the number one star. I'm sickened by this. Not every day of the week. What are sickened. you talking about? Sickened. It's Rule 76. I'd like to thank everybody. No excuses for like a champion. It's DPH or Rothberg. He's not Lawrence Taylor. He'll never be Lawrence Taylor. And to that I say, Carpe Omnia. Uh, 98.7 ESPN. Brian and Huntington. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.